0: Hi there folks thanks for joining us for the young uc podcast my name is tim and it's great to have you with us this podcast is for sunday february the 21st 2021 and that's the first sunday of lent so i don't know if it's appropriate to say happy lent or not but uh, may the season bring all that it brings um may it be a good time for reflection and a uh, season of anticipation for you I know it seems like the past year has been just one long Lent for, for so many of us. And so it's kind of odd to have, uh, have this season just appear in the middle of it. But, uh, but uh, as we recall that Lent ends with Easter, I hope we can uh, um, anticipate some sense of, of Easter um, in this pandemic as well. Some sense that, uh, that spring is coming, that new life is, is coming into our world. And so I hope that's, um, a feeling you carry with you in this time of reflection. I also want to let you know about another project that, um, I'm working on with a couple of colleagues from the area with, uh, uh Gwen McAllister, who's an Anglican priest and Tyler Gingrich, who's a, a Lutheran pastor, uh, in Winnipeg. We've been just doing, a uh, recording a podcast, and uh, folks are interested in it. It's just us talking about different uh, different things in the midst of this pandemic. It's the uh, the Not In Stone podcast, and we talk about our thoughts on on everything from uh, from spiritual practices in the middle of a pandemic to how it's shaped our theology. Um, and the first season is up. That's six episodes. So if you're interested in that, please check it out. We've uh, already sort of got big plans for the second season and, and are anticipating some some interesting guests that we'll have on to, to chat with and, and talk about. So that's the Knot and Stone podcast. Uh, it's not quite wherever you get your podcasts, but we're waiting for it to be. So it should be soon uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. The scripture reading for today's meditation, today's podcast, is Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 42, and that is the Good Samaritan. And that's a story that many people know, even if you're not very religious. We all know at least the phrase Good Samaritan. Well, this is where it comes from. Um, And so that's the focus of the meditation. So if you want to uh, uh, take a look at that, feel free to take some time and go uh, read that passage. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I hope you have a, a blessed day and I hope you have a blessed week. let's join our hearts together in prayer. Holy God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations in all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. So I want to introduce you to a friend of mine who I've known for a number of years. And her name is Rebecca. Not the Rebecca many of you know. Uh, Her name is Rebecca. This Rebecca is uh, a half-orc Um, She's a half-orc and a lovely half-orc and I've been friends with her for I'm not sure how many years. Um, But she's a a character that I play uh, when me and some friends, when we play our role-playing games and she's a delightful person, Uh, well, delightful half-orc. She's very friendly, very caring, very loving. She has uh, uh, some anger issues Um, so when she encounters evil she just wants to smash it. Um, she's a barbarian. Um, yeah, that's Rebecca. And, uh, I really like her. I like her in large part because she's so foreign to me. Now, if you know me or if you're watching, it's quite apparent that, uh, that I don't have sort of the barbarian physique, and that's not really my approach to life, um, that may have come as a surprise to people who just listened to these sermons on, on the podcast. But, uh, but yes, I, I, am, I am not a bar- barbarian, as one might think of a barbarian, uh, bristling with, with muscles and, and wielding a massive, I don't know, axe or warhammer or something like that. Um, that's just not who I am. And that's one of the things that I really love about playing RPGs. And I've been doing it, I probably, the first one, I probably played a Dungeons & Dragons game for the first time, oh, maybe about 20 years ago. And then I dabbled in it for a little while, and then, you know, maybe 10 years ago I started playing much more regularly. Um, We play Pathfinder, not Dungeons & Dragons, but that's a whole other story we don't need to get into. And there's two types of characters you can make and you can be. There's the characters that you understand, that are sort of just a reflection of, of who you are and what you're like. And then there's the characters who are so unfamiliar to you, that are so foreign, that are so uncharacteristic, that there's something endearing about them and we grow attached to them as well. They let you explore different worlds and different lives and and different ideas. Now, both of those serve a good purpose for sure, and I've enjoyed playing both those types of characters. But as I was reading the story from scripture today, the story of the Good Samaritan, which is a story that we we hear so often that in many ways it, it it's so familiar that, that it loses all, all sense of newness and, and any excitement that we can find in it. I began to wonder about the different characters. And I realized that two of the characters I can really understand. I get them. I can imagine being them and imagine what's going through their heads. And these characters are the Levite and the priest, And I get these characters. I understand these characters, and I can imagine being these characters because I wonder, when I hear this story of someone who's been beaten up and and robbed on the side of the road, I wonder if I'd be them. The road between Jerusalem and Jericho was not overly safe. It's very possible that this could have been a trap um, there's something to be said for keeping those boundaries. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll help someone lightly, but, but I don't want to get, or my natural instinct is to not get too invested in people's lives out of, out of self-care for a lot of reasons, but not get too invested and, and, uh, and, um, and dive in too deep. And so I imagine if I'd seen this person, you know, possibly dead at the side of the road, possibly uh, uh, wounded, um, possibly faking it, um, waiting to rob me. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. It's hard to say until you're in the situation, but I can at least understand where those two are coming from. I get those characters. I get the fear, I get the anxiety, I get the worry, I get the exhaustion. Like, oh, just another thing, I've just got to get to Jericho. Someone else will help him if he needs it, or if there were other people around, maybe I'd go do something, but there's not. I kind of empathize with that. The character of the Samaritan is uh, a little different though, you know, this Samaritan does cross boundaries, doesn't just make sure this person's okay, but develops a relationship, gets him back somewhere safe, pays a lot of money to, to take care of him, says, I'll come and settle up the bill later if anything more is needed. The Samaritan invests his life into this person's life. There's huge boundaries being crossed there. It comes with some cost to the Samaritan. Emotional cost, um, financial cost, spiritual cost, physical cost. I'm taking those risks, just saying, well... Maybe this person will rob me. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I could get in trouble, but, but maybe not. So the Samaritan helps the man in the ditch out anyway, you know? I, there's a courage there. A real courage. There's something unfamiliar about all of that. Something that when I'm honest about myself, yeah, I will help people, but I'll only help them so far. This story is a real challenge to me. Something that is said about the Samaritan is a word that we spoke about last time. If you heard the last sermon that I preached, I think it was the last one or maybe a couple ago. Uh, it says he has compassion for the man in the ditch, splachnitzamai. And that comes from the word for guts. He felt for this person deep down in his guts. He can, he can feel for the man in the ditch. He can, he can imagine being that man. His heart is there. He can, he can know and experience in, in sort of a secondary way what it's like to be beaten up. And wounded and in a ditch. And he can empathize with that. And more than that. More than that, I think he can imagine. What it would mean to this person in the ditch to have someone. That that they don't know from whenever coming and reaching out a hand. The Samaritan can imagine how important that would be to the man in the ditch. This story comes not too long after Jesus has just been treated pretty poorly by Samaritans, so that that plays a role. But the Samaritans and and the, the Jews, they did not have a good relationship. And so for this man to see someone that he doesn't know, not only someone he doesn't know, but someone who's sort of on the other side of things, helping him out and and carrying him and and taking him to a a place where he can rest and be healed and and, and paying for that and ensuring for his well-being. Well, can we imagine that? And maybe that's what we need to do. We need to imagine what that would mean for someone. Can we imagine what it would mean for someone who's beaten up and in a ditch to have a passerby reach out a hand? Can we imagine for someone who's grieving? the death of a loved one. To have someone come out and offer ears that listen, arms that embrace, that would offer a space for for the grieving to be honored and held and cherished. Can we imagine being someone who is homeless and having someone who just wants to listen to them, doesn't turn and cross the street and walk to the other side and avoid them, but, but treat them with some humanity, some acknowledgement, some care, treat them with love and compassion and have their suffering in some ways become our suffering. And we don't have to stop with um, with humanity. I mean, with the Earth. Maybe it's anthropomorphizing, sure. But can you imagine a a, a a piece of land that that's so wounded and destroyed, being cherished, and held and cared for, getting compost added to it, nutrients returned to it? Letting life flourish again on it. The story of Christ is this story. It's the story of God crossing boundaries. To share in the experience of the other. And the boundary there is the big boundary between the transcendent and the, the material, the eminent. That's a huge boundary. But think of all those other boundaries that we can cross to imagine. And share in the experience. Think of the, those communities, those groups who are other people of another skin color, from another culture, people from far away, refugees. People who are are grieving, even though our hearts might be filled with, with joy or we might be having a good time, if someone's grieving, well, suddenly they're another. They're in a different space than we are. People who are feeling isolated and alone, people who are maybe lost a job and are stressed out and worried there's so many different boundaries that we can reach across and take those experiences in some way as our own so if the, if the story of Christ is the story of, of God crossing those boundaries to share in the experience of the other, then the story of Christianity is the invitation to do the same. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Young UC podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can go to youngunitedchurch.com there you can connect with worship, hear past sermons and music, and learn a little bit more about who we are and some of the outreach that we do. All of our work in the world from supporting outreach in Winnipeg to sponsoring refugees to creating content for listeners like you is supported by donations. If you'd like to support us, please find us through Canada Helps or directly through our website. Thanks very much and have a good day.